This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is training camp beginning week. How about that? Hard to believe. Uh, yep. this, this, this year. Yeah, it's finally here. Um, the Steelers will be the final team in the NFL to report when they when they show up on Wednesday. Uh, hmm. Everybody else uh, will will have show will have reported by at least Tuesday. Um, but Mike Tomlin uh, taking the opportunity here to give the guys an extra day. Um, it and it's all on how you build your days off and things of that nature. Like they're going to report on Wednesday for people wondering why it's Wednesday and not Tuesday like everybody else. They're not taking any days off this week. Okay. So you build that. Right. Yeah. So you basically count that Tuesday as a day off and then you just practice. And it's probably not the worst thing because those first few days of practice are without pads or anything like that. They're the heat acclimation period. Mm -hmm. So you might as well get that all out of the way and then roll into your, into your padded practices. Whereas I think a lot of a lot of teams are getting the heat acclimation have a day off and then go into the padded practices. Not that there's one way or another that that's better or worse or what have you, but right, right, right. just how Mike Tomlin's choosing to handle this. So I guess if I were a player, maybe you get a little more time with your family before camp opens, right? You know, I mean, you don't have to report as early as other teams. And frankly, do I need a day off after the acclimation period? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's it's acclimating me. But yeah, they're, they're, up, they're essentially the, the first few practices are essentially uh ota slash mini camp practices so folks dale and i as has everyone in the nfl media has been pumping up this week it's training camp week it's training camp week but it's almost like the hall of fame game it's a little anticlimactic at the beginning you know like you're not going to get sweeping news from across the nfl the first three or four days of training camp in the league i mean it's just a little slower it is more of a an ota feel before it revs up yeah, the only the only news that you get out of these these uh, these first few practices is bad news. Such and so so and so right. is going on the pup. This guy is you know he in, he injured his foot in a run test or things of that nature. You're not getting any good news. I I, I can't tell you how many times this offseason, Matt, I was asked, well, how's Broderick Jones look or how's this guy look? How's that revamped offensive line look? Sure. Anybody who gives you a a conclusive answer on those things mm-hmm. is faking it. Right, 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 right. Because I mean, nobody's in pads; they're not blocking anybody. Right, like, right, right. It, it's it's a padded practice. It's it's flag football. I can't I mean, tell you what the offensive linemen or defensive linemen look like. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say things like, "Boy, Broderick Jones's body type or bend or way he shuffles his feet is better than I expected," or, um. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of other lineman stuff you could take away. Body types. You know, the Marvin Leal looks like he's in better shape. Put on weight. Blah, he blah, looks, blah. Re- or this guy looks really athletic, you know, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Outside so, of that, I, you know, you're guessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Cam Hayward against, you know, James Daniels and one of them's winning and one of them's losing. You know, like it's right. That, that doesn't happen. If you want to say, boy, Calvin Austin looked like he's running unbelievably fast and, you know, screaming down the sidelines, making plays. Okay. Or Pickens made a heck of a grab or, okay. I mean, some of that stuff, coverage and passing game stuff, 
there's some takeaways, you know, but all I learned all, a long time ago, though, Matt, that that don't overreact. You know, I, I don't overreact to anything that happens in, in you know, April, March, May, mm-hmm. those months of the year, because nobody's getting it, it's it's easy for that stuff to look good when nobody knows when everybody <laughs> yeah. knows they're not going to get hit. Exactly. It, it's real easy for that stuff to look good. If if Kenny Pickett couldn't complete a pass for OTAs in minicamp, I would be concerned. Well, that would be a little yeah. different, yeah. <laughs> right, right, that right. That would be a little bit different. But, yeah, you, ju- you just can't tell with this stuff. And, again, I, I think that's a I, – I don't want to say young reporter or, or over-earnest reporter or anything like that, but it is something I think when, you, when you've been around this for a long enough time, like, you know, I've been around long enough to – well, Jaheen Arnold looks great in, in, uh, in March. He's catching everything because he knows he's not going to get hit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's a lot different atmosphere. The the speed of the game's different. There's not a pass rush. The ball doesn't have to come out in 2.1 seconds. You don't have every one of your steps doesn't have to be perfect as a route runner. And, you know, my media, my ascension to media or my, you know, getting to media was a lot different than yours. And I do remember when I started at ESPN and started doing podcasts and being on the air, I forget who told me and I wish I remember, but I always took it to heart was when somebody asks you a question and you're not sure or you flat out don't know, don't pretend you do. And yeah. I do think a lot of young media, because the fans want to hear, they want to make the fans happy. And there's nothing wrong with that answering questions, but don't say, boy, the O-line looks a thousand times better just because you want those fans to make you think that, you know, make you get them optimistic for the year or whatever. The answer is none of us know, you know, answer it that way. Yeah. Until, until the pads come on, you don't know anything. Right. 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 And, and in many cases, until you start playing preseason games, you don't know anything. Now I will say this, Mike Tomlin does challenge his team more so than a lot of other teams. There is live tackling drills and things of that nature where, I mean, you, you will get to see some football like stuff happen out there, but even at okay. that, you're not you're not going to see a lot of Cam Hayward on inside run drills, you know, and, th- and things of that nature. You're not going to you're not going to see uh, we're not going to see Najee right. Harris getting a ton of carries uh, in live tackling drills at training camp. There'll be some, but you're yeah. not you're not getting a lot of that. No, you're not going to get a lot of ones on ones, eleven versus eleven, my best versus your best. I want to put my nickel package out here to defend yeah. your eleven personnel, and I'm and we're going to we're going to tackle to the ground, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. No. But there are a lot of intense periods, and you mentioned it last week. You know, like boy, Jalen Warren stuck out, stuck out from the the, the get go. Boy, he looks different than all these undrafted dudes. You know, uh, George Pickens, of course, was. Those the are the guy. guys that get challenged. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The guy, you know, so they were done. yeah, you're going to see a guy, you know, a, a guy like Jalen Warren last year, early early on, first time they put the pads on, backs on backers, he stood out. When they start yeah. the inside run drill stuff. Because he's getting the football and Najee Harris isn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. he's he's getting positive yardage here on these things. That's, mm-hmm. you know, those are the guys that, that get a chance to prove themselves because then once you get into the games, because there's only three now, it's going to be interesting to me this year how Mike, Tom, yeah, how Mike Tomlin treats that, especially with the quarterback rotation this year. I was just thinking the same thing, like. I don't think Najee, Cam, Watt, Minka probably play a snap in the preseason. You know, I mean, maybe you want the O-line to gel a little bit and you get that starting five, depending who the left tackle is, out there to some degree. Maybe the young dudes like Fryermuth and Pickens play some. But 
the quarterback situation is so much different than last year. I commended them how they were able to get Rudolph enough work, but you're still given the first round pick who you hope is an eventual franchise quarterback, a lot of attention, a lot of work while trying to get Mitchell Trubisky ready for week one to try to win games. Like that was a lot more challenging than this upcoming year. It was a heck of a juggling act. It really is. <laughs> but now you know who the one is, not just for opening day, but hopefully for the next 12 years. And he's still only second, you know, a guy. He's going to see some action, second year guy. He's going to see some action. But I also, I mean, you're not going to Joe Burrow him and put him in bubble wrap, but I want to make sure Kenny's there for week one, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think to that regard, um, you know, with the offensive line depth that the Steelers do have now, you could put a pretty representative NFL line out there, regardless of who's at quarterback. So you're going to, you're going to protect those guys a little. Yeah. Protect those guys a little bit better than most, but it's going to be interesting to see how, how they handle some of these reps. Um, you know, what's it, what, you know, we didn't see a lot of Cole Holcomb in the off season right, right, right. on the field. Cause he's coming back from that foot issue. Well, I, you know, does he start training camp on, uh, is he on the pup list or is he ready to go? Yeah. And you're hoping he's the green dot guy out there all the time. And he's new that's going to be a challenge for him. You know, like we want you out there all the time. We want you communicating. We want you out in all situations. I'm assuming that's what they're thinking about the guy, but if he has a delay, that's difficult. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. With him. That's, that's I mean, we, we saw that last year, uh, you know, on the defensive line, uh, you know, with, uh, why am I blanking on his name here now? Um, oh, good Lord. Yeah, Larry Ogun with Larry Ogun oh, okay. I yeah, apologize. He, he, right. he wasn't he wasn't ready to go for the first week of camp. They yeah, eased okay. they eased him into it. Can you afford to do that with a Cole Holcomb? You prefer not to with such a communicative position and yeah. every down guy. It's different Especially since with everybody being new at that position, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how you know Mike Tomlin has has traditionally taken it easy on some of his veteran players at training camp. Can yeah. he can he afford to do that with a Patrick Peterson and give Peterson, you know, a veterans day off every three days or something like that? I'm betting yes with him. I'm going to say I was going to say, as I said that, yes, because when you don't have Peterson out there and he's played enough football, it doesn't really matter. His track record is different than Cole Holcomb's. <laughs> but, that, but that means you that means you could put Levi Wallace out there with Joey Porter Jr. and let those guys. Exactly. Reps. Right, or you could make it, or you could you could tell Levi Wallace, "Hey, Levi, we don't need to see you as much in this camp either. We're gonna put oh, Corey, yeah, we're gonna yeah. put Corey Trice and Joey Porter out there." Yeah, exactly. I think Trice should get a lot of snaps in practice. I mean, this is people think it's a negative. I think it's a positive. I think Levi, they know exactly who he is. They're very happy with him. He's not going to be Darrell Revis. He's not going to hurt you. Perfect. We don't need to. We don't need much more information on you. We'd love to get a lot of information on Porter and Trice. Yeah, because I think both of those guys make the team. Well, that's going to be the you know one of the things that doesn't hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Mm -hmm. That cornerback position, it's going to be interesting. Who's the yeah. nickel? I was. Where, about did, to I, where does James Pierre right fit into? Now, yeah, right. how does how does James Pierre fit into this equation? Um, you know, all those, names, all those names we mentioned, Pierre's the one that played the most special team snap last year. Right. I mean, he's I'd he's a shocker. He, he doesn't make the team. I would be too. I mean, he took a pay cut to come back. He could, you know, basically because they didn't offer him, they didn't tender him and he took mm -hmm. a cut to come back and he's been a valuable member of this team. 
Fair. What do you what do you do with that? Uh, you know, who's your nickel? Is it, is it Chandon Sullivan? Is it Elijah Riley? Um, you know, if it's Elijah Riley, you kind of kill two birds with one stone because he can also play safety. Yeah. But, you know, so that that secondary that how that puzzle comes together, I think, is going to be one of the more interesting things about this training camp. Yeah. I mean, not that Pierre is the same as Wallace, but he is a known. He's been in the organization for a while. You know, he's great on special teams. He maybe doesn't even have to take all the first team special teams reps either because you can see if someone else can do it. Can Trice do it? You know, and ideally, if Pierre's your fourth outside corner, which is where he projects at the moment, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, you can trot him out there and he doesn't embarrass himself. I mean, that's a good situation. And you kind of beat me to the punch with Sullivan. Like, I'm thinking of the new veterans. I bet he plays a lot. I mean, I bet he's on the field quite a bit and proving, are you an NFL slot? Are you our NFL slot? Or or is this still a position that we're worried about? I mean, he's he's been a guy, and I think people were overlooking him a little bit. Who's played mm-hmm. a lot? Who's played a lot of snaps the last three or four years in the NFL? He oh, yes, he he's an NFL slot cornerback. Now, is he the best NFL slot cornerback? Probably not. Yeah, but he's done it. Or NFL slot cornerback. Yeah, you know, and and much like regular, you know, the the outside cornerbacks, those things tend to fluctuate from year to year as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear, you know, it wasn't all that long ago that. Um, you know, the, the guy who was considered one of the top slot cornerbacks in the league. And two years later, it's like, well, he's just a guy now because yeah, it's just yeah. that's cornerback position in general. And slots in particular don't have a lot of longevity. They're usually smaller dudes that get beat up bad. You know, they started their a lot of them are late round picks that started their career in special teams getting beat up. And then they're near the line of scrimmage. Like that's kind of a not prolonged position, too. Um. The other guys that are kind of interesting, too, are there's dudes that are kind of like out of sight, out of mind that I'm sure a lot of our listeners, maybe rightfully so, have written off as, you know, having successful careers like Kendrick Green comes to the mind as the poster boy for that. Oh, yeah. Well, he's probably the number two center, don't you think? I yeah. mean, in terms of when camp breaks, I know others can do it. But if you're a number two at a position where there's already established vets, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to. Show if he belongs or not. Probably for the last time, but I mean, it's it's huge camp for him. It, it is a huge camp for him, and I actually talked to him at the end of uh, mini camp on the last day of mini camp, and I talked to him about that, how he is kind of when I when I was talking with Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, that was one thing that he brought up that, that Kendrick Green has embraced playing center. Good. Which if, if you remember a year ago at this time, that wasn't the case where he was like, yeah, I, I didn't really love playing center last year. I kind of got forced into it. I think now he realizes, hey, this is my path to making it in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a he's got a guy in front of him who's a may not be the the most talented player in the NFL at his position, but he's, he's a but he's a smart player at that yeah. position. Yeah. And so that he's learning. You know, you you take that and you learn from it. And you know, maybe Kendrick Green is still your center of the future. I think that's not insane to say. I mean, like I'm not betting on it. I love them coming out of school. He had not played well at all. I'm sure no one will tell you he did. But I'm just, I, I think there's another chapter there, whether it's an ugly chapter or a good chapter. And we're going to see it this week. I mean, next week mostly. But he's, yeah. he, I would think he's out there a lot. And back to embracing center, good. Uh, that's exactly what you want to hear. But considering the guards on this team, 
you know, a whole lot of choice. <laughs> you know? Well, that, and that's, that, and I think that's what you realize, you know, the, you, you come into the league and, you, and you're basically thrust into a starting spot mm-hmm. and it wasn't what you wanted. Then you, then you get an opportunity last year. If you remember last year at this time, he was competing at guard with Kevin, with Kevin Dotson. Right, right, right. Didn't really have to play center at all. Well, now you see what they did. They bring in all these guards. You're like, okay, if I want to make this team, if I want to stick in the NFL, it's got to be at center. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta buy into this. And Cole is established, smart, quality player. But if I'm green, I could also look at it like if I can stick as the two right now, this guy is not the hardest guy for me to get past to become a set, you know, the starter. Well, that's the know? thing. I mean, if you look at Mason Cole's career path. He's played. He's played guard. He's played center. When the mm-hmm. Steelers signed him, he said, "I see myself as a center. That's that's the position I want to play." Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think he embraced that. You know, he could say, "No, I think I'm a guard. I, I want to play guard." You know, so and what's, I, different, I, and what's different when you're drafted, you're going to go where they put you, and no matter what, they're going to go where you put you. But when you're drafted, you don't pick your team. Now, I don't know how many people were banging on Mason Cole's door, but there was more than one, I'm sure. And I'm sure he picked the one where he had the best chance to be a center. You know, like, I know I'm better at center. I'm more comfortable at center. I want to go to a team not as a swing guy. I want to go and compete for a starting center job, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that has to be settled here uh, mm-hmm. with this team. So, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting camp. It's going to be a fun camp. And I think, to me, the most important thing, um, you know, the first 45 roster spots are pretty set. Yeah. One of them will get hurt or something yeah. bad will happen. But those last eight spots, the competition there this year, mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers are going to be cutting NFL dudes. Yeah, you know, it's they, a deeper roster. Than or they're know. going to be a team that teams are going to be calling when it comes time for those, those final cuts. Hey, we need uh, we need a, a guard. And, and, you, yeah, and you have five of them that are, yeah, that yeah, are NFL, yeah. NFL starting experience. Or, you know, we'd like to get a receiver here. Um, and you know, you've got some guys there that we might be able to use, or you've got, you know, maybe it's a tight end or whatever, whatever it may be. The Steelers have, maybe it's a cornerback, maybe a guy like James Rudolph. I mean, who knows? You're right. Yeah. They've got, they've got an excess at a lot of different spots. And that, that, that 53 man roster cut is going to be a difficult one if everybody stays healthy. Yeah. And I lump these three players together a lot too. in in the Kendrick green mold, louder milk, Norwood and Kendrick green. Now they're all they're career crossroads after being drafted at the same time. I bet two of the three don't go away gently through the night and just roll over. You know, what I mean, they're going to do everything possible to keep a roster spot, and that D line room's really deep. You know, we talked about the corner secondary group, pretty deep. You know, really deep O line. So how do you keep those guys if they do turn the corner? Yeah, it's going to be they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, we're getting you ready here for Steelers training camp 2023. We'll be back with more right after this.